Content warning for suicide and institutional racism. Hello and welcome back to the Billy Cheers Club. On the previous part, we talked about little earthquakes and Tori Amos. And now let's get into Big Fish Theory by Vince Staples. So, uh, Vince Staples, it grew up starting in Compton and then his mom moved up to Long Beach, California. As a kid, apparently he was uh, pretty good in school, was a part of Snoop's Youth Football League and like that, but was also a member of the Crips. Uh, eventually, around like the start of the 2010s, started, you know, rapping and making songs, uh, Got made, made some mixtapes and a few uh, feature swaps with guys like Mac Miller, Earl Sweatshirt, Kendrick Lamar, and other like alternative West Coast guys of the time, and ended up making, getting onto the XXL freshman list and released his debut album, Summertime 06, around 2015, with production from like no ID and Sam's Casino, and also got a little bit, a little notoriety bump because apparently someone put his first single, North North, uncensored on the radio, and someone was like, hey, stop that. But yeah, since then, he's, you know, gotten more into like experimental electronic type beats and you know, done a, several more albums that have gotten increasingly shorter. Like, I think his last three albums have all been like 22 minutes or less. And also, like, he's done a fair bit of uh, soundtrack work for, like, uh, FIFA and Spider-Man and the Spider-Verse and Black Panther. So, yeah, overall, uh, he's this, you know, as far as, like, his artistic persona, he's this, you know, very playful, sour, cynical guy who, you know, is doing a basically a pastiche-slash-criticism of the tropes of hip-hop and West Coast gangster rap. And usually with sort of more out there beats. Uh, and what do you think of this one, the big fish, the theory? I mean, I absolutely loved it. Um, I definitely. So I first heard of Vince Stables a while back, actually, like I'd say three or four years ago, because I was obviously very into the PC music hyper pop scene, and I was a big fan of Sophie. And so I was just going through Sophie Productions and I noticed that she had actually contributed to two tracks on this album, actually. I believe Yeah Right and Samo. And yeah. the production goes really hard on those. And that's obviously a through line that we'll see throughout the rest of the album as well. You know, the it generally speaking, it's inspired by Detroit techno. Um it's not your typical hip hop groove, it's more Detroit and Berlin than LBC. But you know, it, it's very forward thinking um, with a lot of really notable producers, including the late great Sophie. Um, you know, and Vince definitely refines his trademark, like clean delivery and lyrical capabilities here. You know, he's a, he's a really impressive rapper. And you know, I think this is a really important step in his evolution. I, yeah, I just, I really enjoyed this. He has like a really fluid stream of consciousness way of rapping. He talks about like social ills, personal ruminations, you know, confessions to stuff, you know, or typical materialistic hip hop bravado, all like within the same verse. And it's kind of dazzling to listen to. Yeah. You really like that word ruminations. I do. It's really useful. Yeah. Especially yeah, when you have some bad artists. Which we definitely had a couple of today. Yeah. So yeah, what what song do you want to start with? Ooh. Um. Well, I mentioned 
It would be, it, we could start at the beginning, but I, I already cracked open. Yeah, right. So, I mean, why don't we get started there? Because um, that really, to me, is like my statement piece of the album. It's my favorite track, personally. And like I mentioned, it was produced by the late, the great Sophie, goddess of hyperpop, alongside Flume. So you get those trademark, those uh, production trademarks, including those grinding metal sounds and maxed out bass booms. It's, it bangs. Yeah. Yeah, it's a really super track. You know, it's just got, like you say, that's very big, grimy, industrially hyperbeat, and just a lot of, you know, that very incessant hook that's literally just Vince saying, oh, yeah, right, over and over. It's hypnotic, really. Because he also throws in that sort of drum and bass stretched out, yeah. Yeah, right. It's that vocal yeah. processing is wild. It starts off, you know, he's, you know, sort of, I feel like, you know, sort of being dismissive of other people's material gains and being like, oh, you have all these things? Pfft, yeah, right. And right. That's, that's pretty all right. But then it starts to amp up with the sort of tongue bridge and then pop to the vacant. Kendrick Lamar comes in. Kendrick's and verse just... is so good. It's so good. Oh, my he goodness. Does, he is a fantastic guest verse guy. He just, anytime you see featuring Kendrick Lamar, it's, well, actually, I don't know if he passed 100 because, you know, there was that whole bad, bad blood thing. But otherwise. He, yeah, he we just, don't. That's the one we don't talk about. But, like, this is, whoo, he he just he's in a rare form and that's definitely saying something for k dot um yeah no several excellent bars that like the new york be like la be on the dead homies that one runs through my mind all the time and like the flow right around where he starts calling himself the pharaoh the physic the chemist the lame and it's 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 wild it blew my mind it's very good he's got that super speedy ball flow it's it's a beautiful right yeah, no, the song is smart, it's strikingly produced, and it has a definite pop sensibility underneath it all. And, of course, Sophie. So, yeah, four reasons to love it. This one's probably my favorite. Yeah. I feel like, just random side note, I feel it's also interesting that he pairs it up with the Yankee Stadium track right before it. Yeah. It's uh -huh. like him contemplating, like, will anyone remember me after I'm gone? And, like, it's just this him pleading with the, like... It's actually about Long Beach, but it's saying like Long Beach is Yankee Stadium, and he's like the talking to the city that he's loved so much and is always rapped about, and it's like, "Will you remember me?" And it's like, "Yeah, right," because he just realizes in that moment that he's basically replaceable in the grand scheme of things. Ouch! Just, that's so yeah. cynical. But I didn't, I, I didn't consider that. But wow, that that yeah, no, that that all that's also probably pretty intentional. Yeah, yeah, he's 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 not a, he's not the subtlest of guys. He's I I haven't actually seen a Spike Lee movie, but I do want to call him in some ways the Spike Lee of rap, and that he has very clear social messages with absolutely no finesse. Well, I guess there is finesse, but it's not the kind of finesse that you you don't think Vince Staples has finesse. I th I think he has finesse, but he doesn't like use it to hide the messages. He's just very out in the open that like. He, like these are the messages like Amo where he's just listing off all the rap cliches and then he's like watch me do the same old thing like oh look at me I'm doing violence and materialism same old thing so that's the album's other hyper pop moment um, it's our other Sophie production see how I slid that in there yeah, yeah there you go um, you didn't slide and, in the Tory though 
But what? right. Well, Tori doesn't have a hyper pop moment. She's all about the piano. I really couldn't think of anything there. Anyway. Anyway, I wrote around about this one that it's a rumination song. He just sounds very, I guess, kind of like, I guess, lifeless in this one. It's a little, it's, yeah. It's very crisp. There's heavy bass alongside screeching synths, but there's like, it's, it's very much that um, listing off of rap cliches, as you said. You know, he's nodding at his past, gangbanging on the streets in North Long Beach, reflecting on kind of like the fame and riches he has now and the walls he's had to put up to protect himself. Sort of a recurring theme for Vince because it shows up on other songs on here and also on Off Averages from our West Coast episode. He's yeah, just... no. Tons of, tons of like second guessing his relationships constantly. Like people yeah. just want to use me, which yeah. must be just really anxiety inducing. Mm-hmm. What other songs? What other songs? Um, well, I really liked that um, lead single there, Big Fish, which late night ballin', as you mentioned earlier. I, th I feel like that should be the song title, but anyway. Yeah, what'd you like about Big Fish? You know, I really appreciate that even amongst his like recounting of personal thoughts and traumas, he still takes ample time to like extol his hometown and stomping grounds. There's like those affectionate lines about North North and being a real artesian and Ramona being on Ramona down that corner. And he says that he's from Long Beach, which is the city where the skinny carries strong heat. That's a line uh, or a refrain from his breakout single, North North, if you listen to Summertime 06. So a lot of really nice callbacks. Um, and a lot of really interesting, and a lot of just like really, but he, there's also some really interesting bars about like, you know, just contemplating his fame and, you know, even having intrusive suicidal thoughts that he just nonchalantly mixes in there, which I think is kind of crazy. Something that's crazy about his flow. Yeah, he's, just, he's just able to link all the words together and you don't quite notice because, you know, he's got that very stoic, nasally voice to him. Right. He, he has the delivery to pull it off. It just all just slides past you so fast. And also, one thing that's really helping it slide past is has that really great hyphy beat with the little bells and the juicy J on the chorus, you know, just going, I was up late night balling. Oh my god, oh, yes. Yeah. Right. Best chorus on the album. Or oh, at least completely. one of the best. Yeah, no, this one bangs. This one you would put on and drive fast too. Yeah. Yeah, no, Vince is large. He contains multitudes. I will say to your point that, like, it should be called late night balling, mm -hmm. uh, to pull a little reversal on you. Having seen the music video, I can sort of see why he named this one Big Fish. So you see, it's in the music video, he's got like a little goldfish sitting next to the beach in a glass of water. And also it's the rest of the video is just him in a boat that's partially sunken in the ocean. And so I think like calling it Big Fish is supposed to connect that like, you know, he's got the material success and, you know, he's got the gang cred that he raps a lot about in the song. But also, ultimately, he's very limited by his success and also his surroundings. And so how much does it really mean to, you know, have the water when it's only a cup's worth or how much does it mean to have a boat when it's sinking? So like he's the big fish, small pond. Right. Wow. Analysis. We stand. Mm -hmm. I actually didn't see the video for this one. <gasps> Mea culpa. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, uh, we are doing was... all sorts of surprises from Eric today. 
Something I did watch. No, that that that's actually really spot on. Um, I'm going to have to rectify my sin and go check that out. Um, yeah, definitely lots of insecurity and lots of, um, I guess, heavy per thoughts of personal clarity um, on this album. So yeah, it's, it's it's mixing the light with the heavy. Yeah. Uh, one music video I did take the time to watch was the one for that last track, Rain Come Down. Did you see that one? Yeah, where this time the boat is in the middle of the desert. One. Okay. Yeah, no, they're out in the middle of the desert on this one. Um, yeah, I'm, yeah, this was uh, kind of a... I don't know, I kind of don't remember it as much. How did you feel about this last track? Uh... uh... I will say one thing about the music video is, is that it also continues his long-standing professional relationship with Sprite because it's the only thing he's able to find oh, in the that's desert. Right, he was drinking it at the window. I was like, product yeah. placement. Please grab a Sprite. It's one of his common refrains. Yeah. Ultimately, I wasn't huge on it. Like, it's not it's not super interesting. Like, I guess the synth part at the end is cool, and also Ty Dolla Sign shows up, but like... Yeah, it was like, very nice chorus. Thank you, Ty. Yeah, very but nice. it didn't really have a lot happening. And also, right. he placed it at the very end, which seemed like a weird... It was, a, it was an underwhelming closer. Right. I feel like the closer should have been Bag Back, actually, because Bag Back went very hard, and it went out with a bang. That would have been interesting. I could have seen that. Yeah, back back. It's um very and this is like one of the more Detroit techno based um tracks on the album, I would I, I was kind of reading. But um it's definitely one of the more socially conscious jams here as well. You know, um I think that second verse especially is really notable because you know you hear Vince bemoaning that broken prison industrial complex, um, keeping black people systematically disadvantaged. There's that bar. We need Tamika's and Shaniqua's in the Oval Office. That really gets me. Yeah, it's kind of anthemic, actually. I did, I did definitely like... Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. I was going to say, I did really like the beat. Like, you know, it's got a lot of, you know, the very tied up snares and all. You know, it's, it's got the, yeah, very unscrewed. I honestly right. want to drive fast, too. Yeah, I honestly found that a lot of the message I think was intentionally self-contradictory. It's mm. like he's like in the first verse, he's like you know doing the he literally calls this girl his Nubian, which is the old you know corny quote unquote hotep of phrase, and then like he's trying to mix in all the spiritual talk with also how he just wants to have the carnal side of the relationship and doesn't really care about the spirituality. And right. then also he, he mixes in the parts about like like you mentioned the you know having more success for like like people in government and also like the no more gentrification we're going to buy out the town and like you know having the material success but then at the end he's basically flipping the bird at the government and rich people which is I feel like is sort of at odds you know it's like he's presenting both the positive message and also the anger, which has a lot of different ways you can take it, I feel. Like, at first I took it more as, like, 
he's like, you know, sort of criticizing the Jay-Z and Beyonce, like black capitalism brand of like, you know, using like not bringing in like econ keeping economic exploitation, but removing racism. But also you can take it as the weird intersection of, you know, the positive goals versus the more anger based goals. So I, it's a, it's a lot. I'm not, I'm not qualified to fully examine it, but it it's, there's a lot to go in. You could probably write a thesis statement about this song. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Just about this song alone. Um, yeah. yeah, no, there's a lot of ideas going on here, definitely. And I think it's really interesting that you mentioned um, his fraught relationships with women and his desire to keep things carnal, especially. Um, that's definitely an impulse that you see elsewhere throughout the album. But it's like it all goes by so fast because he just overlays it with this social commentary that just like hits you head on so quickly. Yeah, I think it's I think it's really wild, but there's a lot of ideas coming to roost here, you know, the ending gentrification, um, sticking it to the government. Um, at the end of the day, though, it's a spicy groove. There's a lot of those. Oh, completely. Um, I did mention that he has some um, ruminating thoughts about... <laughs> There it is again, about his relationship <laughs> with women. He has a couple of tracks that focus specifically on that. Um, I guess more towards the center of the album. He has a lot of anxieties about emotional intimacy, especially. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah. Point him out. Get it there, get it. Wait, uh, which songs were you... Oh, I was thinking more of like Love Can Be and 745. Oh, yeah, that's where uh, Judy shows up. Paying him back for showing up on uh, humans. Oh, on, uh, you mean Damon Alburn? Yeah, yeah, well, I, yeah, from the uh, Gorillaz, yeah. Excuse yeah, me. Yeah, I was wondering about that. Interesting, okay. Yeah. And it's, yeah, no, 745, that's kind of more of a slower jam. It's kind of like, a fusion of techno and G-Funk, which I thought was a really interesting groove. A lot of, like, you know, sliding to it. And then he's going, like, I'm in that 745. Pick you up around 745. Like, that, that's... my life, pretty women done told me lies. Yeah, no, it's, it's pretty much all about how he just... Love and proper emotional intimacy is hard for him to navigate. He is a broken person. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of distrust, and you know, it's very interesting because you know, there's the long-standing criticism of you know, there's you know, tropes in hip hop that are you know, like misogynistic and not caring about women. But he he recontextualizes it in a really interesting way of like, I'm just generally not having a good time, and like, I I don't need a my relationships will fail. Like, it's it's sad, but it's a very new light on a a thing that's been going for a while. It isn't just mindless bravado, you know, there's a lot of vulnerability that's being opened up on here, which I really appreciate. Um, he's vulnerable about his lack of vulnerability. Exactly. He's, he's as vulnerable as he needs to be at this stage. Yeah. It does sound kind of ironic when you put it that way, though. Oof. Yeah. Hang in there, Vince. It yeah. gets better. Uh, yeah, Vince is a rapper with a lot of irony. 
and I hope he's doing okay. Apparently he's like a very nice person. Like, you know, when you just talk to him, like he's very chill on Twitter and he has like, and like some sort of like arts program for kids Long Beach. Oh, yeah. So like cool dude. Yeah. He hasn't forgotten the hometown or stomping grounds, which is really dope. Yeah. Um, any other favorites here? Uh, party people. Oh, definitely. That's an that's anxiety drenched song. Yeah, that's another one party with a lot of tech. Your um, ennui and your difficulties with life, and this one is a where he brings those intrusive suicidal thoughts back. Yeah, yeah, a lot of a lot of techno beat and like he's just you know smashing up the empty pleasures and the despair about like his own existentialism and just begging for someone to love him basically while he's still incapable of love and it's just and also and it's like you know it's right and true formula plus he has the all the weird drums and that one that's like a random drum line snippet you know right 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 you know, he's just so nonchalant about a lot of his delivery in here. Bored with life as I board this plane. Stewardess asks if I need help. Like, oh my goodness. Um, okay. And then he tries to marry the stewardess. I know. I know. It just, it goes all over the place. I'm a little concerned. Yeah, Vince, Vince, buddy. How autobiographical is this? Yeah. But you know, know. You, you deal with it. You um, you party. Yeah. Your good party vibrations people, is all yeah. you really need. But how you can how can you see when death and destruction is all you see? Well, just got to keep partying. It's crazy how this is like a partying as the world ends kind of song that you, yeah, it it it, it, it the most energetic way to deal with existential anxiety it's a good it's a good vibe yeah any other big songs yeah um not necessarily oh that Alyssa interlude really got me the one oh, with yeah. like the amy winehouse speaking oh that's amy winehouse yes Oh, oh, her like self-destructive behavior spirals and the people she falls in love with are like her best source of lyrical inspiration, sort of. Oh, gosh, I did not know that. And now that puts it in a very dark light. Yeah, along with his rumination on like longing for someone in his past, who it's kind of implied uh, passed away. Yeah, like that Which... one line, sometimes people disappear. Right, right. You know, I, I, this one is also really interesting because I like kind of how that, how it's produced. There's these like these little fast clapping sounds that fill the instrumentation. It kind of sounds like the pattering of rain. So yeah, this one's kind of sad. This one got me. He's a lot less ironic on the interludes. Like this right. one, Yankee Stadium. You know, to get serious. Is a, it's just a weird inversion, I guess, because go back to like sort of rap cliches, you know, usually with the skits, you're funny. And with the songs, you're serious, you know, like especially for like 90s rap, whereas, you know, like you ever go back and listen to like a Notorious B.I.G. album, mm. like comparing the skits to the songs. But here. 
I guess the boundary between um, humor and seriousness is just a little more fluid here. Yeah. Other songs, Crab in a Bucket was a really nice thesis statement. The techno, it's got all the big themes of like racism, violence, cynicism, success, surveillance. You know, it's got all Personal of it. Depression not being alleviated by that fame and success. More mm -hmm. into suicidal thoughts because you got to sneak those in there. Yeah. Well, they are intrusive. And then well, finally, his skepticism in God. He used to look up to the sky, now he's over it. Yeah. Definitely kind of a uh, jaded view of faith in God than I would say Tori Amos has. Yeah. The only other oh. song left, though, is Homage, which was, which was fun. And also he inter randomly throws in bits of Rick Ross and Asap Ferg, which was fun. Yeah, that, the refrain, there's another one with a definitely anthemic refrain. Yeah. Well, well, yeah. It was the Rick yeah, Ross. It was yeah, a Rick Ross chorus. Right. Exactly. Of course. It's par for the course. Oh, <laughs> I eat pears. Just have to give this one a listen. But yeah. No. This one is also another drive fast song. I'm glad that there are so many of these on this album. Which is impressive because it's only like thirty six minutes. Right. There's so many bangers. Yeah, you got that full track going as well. Any closing thoughts? Well, he's certainly no Tori Amos. Um, yeah, but it, it, he doesn't have to be. This 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 album is definitely one of a kind. It's really interesting. It's like this fusion of like hyper pop and Detroit techno with. Um, I guess a really interesting kind of West Coast, bleh, West Coast hip hop sound. And also Vince Staples just overall style is just maturing a lot. I really appreciate this. It's, it's, it's an excellent intro into his canon. Yeah. Well, you know, Tori Amos is no Vince Staples, but yeah, this is a really, yeah, really good one. If you're looking for something where you can turn your brain off and dance, or you can turn your brain on and still dance because you know, Having joy in things is not determined by your intelligence, but also, you know, you would still probably be sad because with listening to the lyrics, you know, they're very depressing. Yep. Well, life is depressing, so we need music like this to help distill some of those feelings. Eric, Eric, do you need a hug? No, I'm totally fine. Promise. Okay. okay. <laughs> hey, just okay. getting real here. Hashtag real. I know. Well, about all the time for today. The albums that we listened to were a little Great earthquake. Oddball pairing we had today. Sorry. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You're good. But yeah, yeah no, it was a fun. It was a fun duo. They're they're both very deep, but in very separate ways. Yeah. No. Um. Really, and really good ones to pair together as well. I'm just. Going back and forth between them was definitely an experience. Well, about all the time we have for today, the albums that we listened to were Little Earthquakes by Tori Amos and Big Fish Theory by Ben Staples. I'm Phil Clark. And I'm Eric Rigg. Thanks for listening to the Billy Sears Club. 